The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 11, entitled The Power of Branding, Part 1. Thanks for listening to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get great podcasts. By the time we wrap up this episode, you're going to know the answer to these three important questions about branding. Number one, how to easily define what branding is. Number two, why the common excuses for ignoring branding don't have to hold you back anymore. And number three, how branding and marketing are different and why you need to know the difference. Our conversation about branding is going to be in the next two episodes. This episode and the next episode will be focused on the power of branding. Now, this is part five of my Radical Empathy Brand Framework. So go back and listen to the first episodes where we've unpacked parts one through four of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. And today we're jumping into part five, the power of branding. Let's jump in. Here's the thought of the day. It's a lot easier to hit a bullseye once you know what the target looks like. It's a lot easier to hit a bullseye if you actually know what kind of target you're looking for. When I was younger, I remember going to my grandparents' house in their garage. They had a dartboard on the back wall. And when I was younger, I'd never seen a dartboard. I can remember them explaining to me the dartboard as a child as I stood there in the garage. This is the bullseye. Here's how the scoring system works. Here's where you stand. Here's where you throw the darts. And once they explain that, it's a fairly simple game, right? Then I remember thinking, ah, I understand how all of this works together now. And now I can focus on each piece like where to throw the dart or how to throw it, the best way to throw it, any sort of strategy around when and where to throw what dart. It's only when you understand the target and the way the game works, what the bullseye is, then it's a whole lot easier to focus on the parts. And that's why we are starting this podcast out by looking at the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. And today we're diving into part five of that framework on branding. Today is branding. If you haven't already, if you just are picking this up now, go back and listen to the first six episodes. Go ahead and do it. I'll wait right here for you. If you already have, then let's jump in because I'm so excited to help you understand branding to fall more in love with branding and your brand. I could go on and on about this, but we're going to focus in and make sure you understand how powerful your brand is and what it means for your business and for your even for your bottom line. 
Now, we're in part five of the framework. Quick review. Remember, part one we said was your customer. And I've said in the last couple of episodes that your customer, perhaps that's the most assumed or presumed upon part of the framework. We just kind of assume and go right past that, usually to part two, which is your own personal brand, your own business. That's usually most abused. That's where we frame. That's kind of the paradigm, unfortunately, that flavors all of the stuff we do. We're we're saying that from our perspective, not the customer's perspective. Part three was marketing. It was the first bridge or excuse me, the first pillar of the bridge that connects your customer to you and you to your customer. I said, I think that may be the most overused and overhyped part of the framework. Super, super important, but it is talked about and focused on so much, often to the neglect or exclusion of some of the other pieces that it gets a little overhyped and maybe overused. But don't get me wrong, super uber important. Like I do it all the time. I help clients do it. I get it. Part four is your messaging, your core message. I said, I think that may be the most ignored part of the seven-part radical empathy brand framework, especially in personal brands. And then today we're looking at part five, branding. I think it's the most misunderstood and undervalued part of the seven-part framework. So let's jump in and talk for a few minutes about what branding is. What is branding or what is your brand and how is it different from marketing? Well, let's admit that there is massive confusion out there. So if you feel a little confused all the way to completely confused about trying to answer the question, what is branding? Relax, take a deep breath. Number one, it's very common. You are not alone. There is much confusion out there. And number two, good news, I've waded through all of the confusion. Not that I have branding all figured out, but hopefully I'm up the road ahead of you and I can point the way, clear the path out for you and bring some clarity to you much faster than you just scrambling out there in the dark and trying to figure it all out on your own. If you're confused, Relax. Here we go. We're about to bring some clarity. Your brand is what they say it is. Your brand is what they say it is. Now, the proverbial they, put that in quotes, it's them. It's your customers, potential customers, whoever out there, whatever potential consumer or customer comes into contact with your brand whether that's your personal brand or if you run a business like the name of your business, anytime they rub shoulders with that, bump into that, that could be a phone call, that could be a billboard, that could be an ad, that could be an email, that, uh, any sort of touch point that represents your brand or your company, that the minute, whoever that touches, that's a them, that's a they. And your brand is what they say it is. So it doesn't matter what, if, if you are a client of mine and we're working on it and we've got this great you know, plan for your brand and it's totally well-defined, at the end of the day, we don't control it. It's what they say it is. It's what the customer says or thinks. It is their gut reaction that they have internally as an individual to your brand or to your business. So when your business pops into their mind, or again, they rub shoulders with it, whatever that initial reaction is that they have, that's your brand. 
to make it really easy to understand, it is very similar. It's very akin to your reputation or your family name. You have a reputation. I have a reputation. Now, like reputations, here's the reality about branding. You can influence your brand, but you cannot control it. Remember, because they own it. It's their gut reaction. That's the same thing. The same thing is true for your reputation or for my reputation. So if you were to set up a meeting with me and we were to meet for the first time, there are things that I can do that would influence your perception of me. So if I'm friendly, if I'm unfriendly, right? If I am arrogant sounding or if I'm humble, if I listen or if I talk a lot, all things I can do that would impact or influence your first impression and your perception of me and then the reputation you would attach to me when the conversation is over, right? I can do things to influence that. But the reality is, ultimately, I cannot control that. I can't ultimately control what you think about me. So I could be super generous or gracious or kind. And if I catch you the wrong day, the wrong time, say the wrong thing, don't say the right thing, whatever may happen, even if it's none of those things, you still have the power and ability to turn away, to walk away and go, he's a jerk. He's arrogant. All he did was think about himself or that was not helpful or or whatever. Ultimately, I cannot control that. I can influence it. I can exert power over it, but I can't control it. You're going to think of me however you you're going to have an opinion of me. You're going to have an impression of me that I can control. I mean, I can influence, but I cannot ultimately control because it's in the mind of the beholder. And that's the way it works with branding. So your brand is kind of like a reputation or sometimes even like a first impression. Another analogy that may help you kind of understand your brand and get your hands around it. It's kind it's kind of like the air. You can see its effects if you're outside right now. As I record this, I'm looking out my window. I can see the leaves moving. I can see the effect of the air, but I can't go out there and grab it bottle it up. I can't really control it. I can see its effects, but I can't really control it. That is analogous to your brand. So as we talk about that, hopefully that brings some clarity. It's what they say. It is their gut reaction to your personal brand or to your business. Now, let's talk about that for one second. That kind of definition of a brand. First of all, I didn't invent that definition. There are much smarter people than me that I've learned from. That definition of what a brand is does not mean that, oh, it's too elusive for me, so I shouldn't even care about it. I shouldn't even worry about trying to figure it out. If it's like the wind or I can't control it, then... then, you know, throw the whole, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just forget all of it. That is not true. It is not too elusive for you. Understanding that it's their gut reaction, you do have the power to influence that reaction, to influence and to shape your brand. So it's not too elusive. It, th- that definition of a brand is not an excuse to say, well, I shouldn't even care about it. Okay. Don't let that definition make you throw your hands up in the air and give up. 
and say, well, if I can't control every single aspect of it and can't totally be in charge of it, if I don't own it exclusively, like my customer owns it, they're the ones walking around, well, then I just give up. Don't give up. Don't throw your hands up. That definition of branding does not mean it's only, well, that must be something that's only for huge brands like Apple or Nike. And that's not true. The minute you have any sort of business entity, personal brand, I don't care if it's the smallest of all side hustles. The minute you kind of have that hat on, if you're selling lemonade out on the street, the minute you put a sign in the ground and a car drives by that would be a potential customer, bingo, bammo, you've got a brand, right? They have an impression. Oh, isn't that cute? Oh, isn't that amazing? Whatever it is, but they've got an impression and you've got yourself a brand. So you've got one. We may as well learn how to maximize it, capitalize on it, use it. So that's an, branding is not for huge companies and corporation, multi-million dollar global companies. It is for you and you can use it. And the last thing I want to say is that definition of a brand does not mean, oh, it's all a shrouded mystery. It's not a shrouded mystery. We're going to bring clarity to it. So that's a quick look at a definition of what your brand is. Now let's talk for just a second about branding versus marketing. Holy moly, is there massive confusion out there. And I admit for much of my own personal brand, I have confusion. And again, I'm not claiming that I've got it all figured out. Everything's sorted. Everything's perfect. There is overlap between branding and marketing. There's maybe some gray areas where both of those overlap, where they cross over. If there were a Venn diagram, there's going to be you know pieces where the two circles do share and, and cross over, but they are not the same thing. So let's talk for a second about branding versus marketing. What makes them different? And when you hear that, don't hear branding versus marketing. What makes one better? We want to primarily take a look at how are they different so that you know how, how to start using each of those and kind of wielding those as weapons for in a good way for you to grow your business, to grow your brand, to help more people, to serve more customers. So marketing, remember, we looked at that. It's the first pillar that supports the bridge in the Radical Empathy brand framework. Marketing, we said, is about primarily about increasing awareness. It's that simple. Making more people aware of your personal brand or business. That's the primary role of marketing is to get it out there. Now, we said a secondary role is sales to help you actually make a sale, right? To bring someone across the finish line. But it's about increasing awareness, making more people aware or people more aware, right? More aware in the sense of, ooh, I think I need that. I'm going to purchase that, buy that from you. Branding, on the other hand, if marketing is about increasing awareness, branding is about increasing fondness. It's about increasing fondness. Marketing, increasing awareness. Branding, increasing fondness. Another difference. Marketing, we said, sometimes it's, it's about getting the sale, right? It, we would know, hey, our marketing is successful. We get excited when we you know, send the email out and boom, we start to see sales come in. Right. So marketing is about getting the sale. Branding is about giving value. Marketing is about getting the sale. Branding is about giving value. 
Marketing is about, we said it's about an invitation, it's extending an invitation based on a transaction. Branding, though, is about a relationship based on value. So we said marketing is where, you know, you send the email out, you put the lead magnet up, whatever. It, it invites a potential customer to begin a relationship with you. Usually, though, based on some sort of transaction, they've got to read the Facebook post. They've got to give you their email. They have to make the purchase, whatever, download the worksheet, whatever it is. It's an initial invitation based on some sort of transaction. And branding is a relationship based on value, the value that you're that you bring in. Ultimately, honestly, it's a shared value, right? It's the value I bring to my customer. And over time, the customer brings to my personal brand or to my business or to my company. I can't have one without them, right? I can't have a business if I don't have customers. And in a great, strong brand, we're mutually benefiting each other. It is, it's like a real relationship where both are finding, you know, meaning and value. That's, that's what a life-giving brand looks like. Okay. Last couple of differences. Marketing is about going wide. Branding is about going deep. So more awareness. Marketing is about going wide. Branding is about going deep. So that is just scratching the surface of what the differences are. We will look at that in more depth in future episodes. I promise right now, just walking through the framework, just want to help give some maybe big buckets, some categories, some things you can grab onto and hold onto and go, oh, I see. I see how this starts to fit and make sense and work together. Remember our puzzle box top, right? We have to know how all of these pieces fit together. The more we know about that, the better we're able to do that. The more free, freed up you are to focus, to not get distracted, to not go try a billion different things, to know how these work together, right? So you know what the bullseye is. You know how to go hit it. Thanks for joining me on part one of our look at the power of braining. Now, I said at the top, by the time we wrap up this episode, you're going to have the answer to these three questions. How to easily define what a brand is. And now you know a simple definition of branding is what they say your brand is, what your customer thinks when they interact with you, your business, and your brand. It's just what comes to mind. Remember we said it's very similar to your reputation or like a family name. Boil it down. That's what your brand is. It's what your customer carries around in their brain, in their perception of you when they think about your business or your brand. The second question we said is why the common excuses for ignoring branding, those don't have to hold you back anymore. When you get a clear understanding of what branding is, and we're going to pursue this again in the next episode, then you can let go of those excuses like, well, branding is just too elusive or it's too wishy-washy. You know, I just give up or it's only for really huge companies. It's not a mystery. It is for you. You have one. We may as well learn how to use it and leverage it well. And then the last question is, what is the difference between branding and marketing? And why do you need to know the difference? 
There's a ton of confusion, but remember we said essentially marketing is about going wide and increasing awareness and branding is about going deep and increasing fondness. We'll look next time at how you use that to leverage that to actually make uh, generate revenue and make money for your business just like you would with marketing. So make sure you join me on that next episode because we're going to unpack that some more. Thanks as always for listening. It means so much that you would spend some time with me. I enjoy doing this. I want this to be helpful for you to help you build a life-giving brand, not a life-draining brand or business. We want it to be life-giving for you and life-giving for your customers. As always, check the show notes. I'll put a uh, link in there to the the little description of marketing versus, versus branding. I've just put together a really simple PDF, two-column PDF that has those in there. If you want to grab that so you can kind of print that out or save it on your desktop and have it in front of you so you can now begin to actually think intentionally about branding and you know the difference between your branding and your marketing, uh, you can go grab that. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. As always, I've got my top 20 website resources. If you're messing at all with websites or your own website, I invite you to grab that free resource. It's all the tools and little websites and apps and things that I use and that I give to my clients for them to use as they continue to build and grow their own websites. So you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a web developer or web designer. These are handpicked for you to help you do more with your website. So you can find that on my website, RobbieF.com. Make sure you go check that out. And I'll because we're still in the Radical Empathy Brand Framework, uh, you'll also find a link to that drawn out. It's a super simple drawing on purpose. So go get that framework. It just makes a whole lot more sense when you can actually visually see it. So go grab that download of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework so that you can see what that looks like. And I promise you, if you do that, you will be able to literally, if you study that for like 10 minutes, you can replicate that. You can go draw that on a napkin or a piece of paper. You can begin to own that and understand how all of these pieces fit together. Uh, if you enjoy this show, as always, if you would leave a review on iTunes, I would so much appreciate it. That helps get the word out. That lets other people know that this is valuable and can help them. So go do that if you don't mind. And as always, I would love to connect. I'm on all the social media platforms, or you can email me, Robbie at RobbieF.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have something in particular you would love to wrestle with or address on this podcast about branding and marketing and your core message and your business strategy, uh, by all means, shoot me an email. And I would love to uh, love to consider that. In the meantime, have a great rest of your week, whatever day of the week you're listening to this, and go and build a life-giving brand. Mm-hmm.